Let's get it, Nina. Here we go. Welcome. I'm trying to be a parent, but I gotta run an errand. I promise when I'm back, I'm gonna feed my kid a carrot. Damn, this stuff is tough, man. I thought it was inherent. I'm trying to be a parent. I'm trying to be a parent. Sometimes you gotta drink, cause that shit can be kind of stressful. Sometimes you hit the blunt, cause that green will help you rest, yo. You know your ass be slacking when you gotta look up things on YouTube. Like, bro, how you wipe your baby boo boo? Now, welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent and make moms laugh. Who you know got it like the king's family Amanda and Sean, it's the name G Yeah Now welcome to the podcast Trying to parent and make pops laugh Who you know got it like the king's family Amanda and Sean, it's the name G Yeah Episode 34 Coming in hot, son Welcome back Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back Alrighty it's episode 34. It is Sunday. July. July 9th. But you will hear this on Monday, July 10th. And at that point in time, we will be, Amanda will be 14 weeks pregnant. 14 semanas. How many, why do people, how many people do you think it's weird to, to be like, we are pregnant? Well, that's a very common thing. I mean, you. It's a very common thing to say, but it feels yeah. weird for me to say it because I do nothing. I already did my job. It's your, it's, yeah, you did do your job. I did my job, and that's the only thing I'm going to do for the rest of this <laughs> next 18 years. <laughs> Wise. But welcome, guys. Episode 34. Like we said, trying to parent podcast. If you didn't know, now you know. I don't know if you're in the right place. Should have dropped a white nigga's drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, all righty, so... I guess we can just get right into it because we're going to have a guest today. So let's fly through do some do of this do. stuff and don't blow your ears out. Let's get social. Social. With social media. Let's get social. Hey. Uh, please, uh, wherever you're listening, go please. on and uh, follow us. Give us a five star, um, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever that you are listening. You can follow us on Instagram at trying the number two parent. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that is Facebook. You can mm-hmm. follow us on the YouTube and watch us at trying space the number two space parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're a caller like this guy that we're going to be having on here soon, um, this yeah. is the number. It's loud. Let's get it. <laughs> Listen close. Three six zero four five zero five zero zero eight. Yep, he's calling. And I want to touch on last week. <laughs> we played that drop. That girl's not dead. Her name is Carly Ray Jepsen, which is why I got it confused with Lana Del Rey. Very close. I'm going to give Amanda a lot of credit on that because I knew it was not Lana Del Rey. I was like, Ray, Lay. You had some, some, there were some close things there. It's like how you do on the 90s trivia. You're like, eh, it's close. (laughs) No cigar. I was on the right path. Yeah, I'm surprised Thank because you. I wouldn't have been able. I was like, it's a dumb name. So if your name is Carly, sorry. 
I thought it was dumber than that. That's not a dumb name. <laughs> so yeah, um, we are heading out to Vegas tomorrow. Yep. Going to my grandmother's celebration of life. Yep. She was 93 when she passed away. Right before her 94th birthday. Right before her 94th birthday. And uh, yeah, she did a lot of shit in her life. Had 10 kids, was a lawyer, traveled all over the world. You know. She was an amazing woman, that's for sure. Yeah, she was awesome. So, And luckily she liked me. Everybody gathering together. <laughs> yes, she did like Amanda. Everybody likes Amanda. Thanks. Call in if you don't like Amanda. <laughs> Love to hear from you. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to hear. Love to hear your reasons. <laughs> Drop them in the comments. But she was a great, great woman, and oh, that's gonna be good. And all of oh, your oh, that's aunts. gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good to get together and see the family. Yeah, I was gonna say like all of your aunts and uncles are literally like the coolest, nicest people ever. So your grandma did a really good job. Yeah, we have a really cool family. Yeah, I wouldn't say all of them. You haven't met some of them. I have not met some of them. But the, There's reasons for that. But the ones that I have met, and I know I'm going to meet a couple more this weekend. Mm -hmm. With like 10 Cliff. kids, they can't all be great. But, you know, 7, 8 out of 10? The majority. That's fantastic. pretty good odds. And I want to be honest, none of them have ever been mean or anything to me. So, not saying that they're bad people. Yeah. But some are just... Better than others. So, with that being said, yes, you will get to meet some new members of the family. We get to see Joel and Chris again and, mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of people. So, very excited for that. And again, it's a celebration of life. And Sean's family really likes to party. Yes. We'll be staying at the MGM Grand. Um, they have nice pools and stuff. So, we'll get to... Is it the Grand or Park MGM? Shit. I always get them mixed up. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We should probably know where the... Tell the taxi to go. Yeah. But anyways, that'll be a great time. So looking forward to that because it is a celebration. And just like a celebration, they're not starting it until like 7 at night. Which is 9 p.m. our time. Yeah. So it's about time we go to bed. So we'll be able to see if we can. <laughs> we were up late last night, though. Hold it out. Well, yeah, that's yeah. true. I managed That's true, because to we did watch the UFC fights. Mm -hmm. There were some great UFC fights last night. I'm sorry, Bobby Knuckles. I did not want you to go out like that. I didn't think it was going to go out that way. But, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, not, not expected that. Not your best fight, sir. But again, if you're not UFC fans, <laughs> what are you doing? There were some great fights on. Incredible <laughs> card. One of the best we've seen in a while. Yep. Um, you helped a lovely old man this month, this last week. I did. Yep. He reminds me of my grandpa. He is of almost 20 years younger than your grandpa. No, Grandpa Warren. Oh, okay. Not Grandpa Phillips. I was like, you really remind me of Grandpa Warren. <laughs> I mean, Phillips. <laughs> but, yeah, helped him out with some nice coverage and seemed like a cool guy. Yeah, he was, he's... The busiest 76-year-old I think I know. But he let her know, I'm a busy guy. Mm -hmm. And we still got it done. So yeah, that was nice. Uh, it's been getting hot here. Yep. Do I have a, yeah, do I have a, <laughs> that definitely needs to be a drop because 
Uh, it's like 93 out, but mind you, it's like 70% humidity. What? So. Yeah. It's toasty, my my guys. It's really hot. Like in Arizona, when you're in like the direct sun, like when the sun's not behind a cloud or something, or you're not in the shade, when you're in the direct sun, it feels like it's a million fucking degrees. So, yeah. And then... We've still had issues with our warm water, which isn't really a huge deal because you're hot as shit anyway. So taking a cool shower helps, you know, lower the internal body temperature. So that's that's been nice. But it fixed it a little bit. It's just warm enough now to where I don't get the goosebumps so I can shave my legs. Yeah. But our the owner of our apartment did come over and broke our sink faucet. (laughs) So we'll be getting a new sink faucet. Pretty Sweet. cool. We definitely yeah. needed one of those because the yeah. hot water side on ours, it never worked. And they came over and they fixed it and it worked. And then as soon as they walked out the door, it stopped working. Stopped working. And so he was like, when he, when he came over, mind you, he doesn't speak any English. So we're, we mainly use like, uh, WhatsApp and Google translate to communicate. And, um, he was like, what's happening? I'm like, El mismo día, or like the same day, what did I say? Like basically like the same day that you were here last, it hasn't worked since then. And he was just like looking at me like laughing like, oh, oh goodness. Yeah. So looking forward to at some point moving into a house for many reasons. Many reasons. One of those being the noises are insane around here. You just got all sorts of noises. There's just too many people. Yeah. That aren't like us. <laughs> yeah. Where can I find a bunch of people that are just like me? What country has that? Don't know. It's not the States and it's not Mexico. We'll keep looking. Um, so, yeah. Besides that, we're probably going to start getting some stuff together for the baby. We'll be picking up a baby... What is it called? Our crib. Crib. Yep. Wow. That's what it's called. Stumbled on that one there. The main one. Um, We had it shipped. Um, We bought this before we miscarried. It's the Cradle Wives. Cradle Wise crib. It's a bit fancy. Yeah, thank God we bought it before we miscarried because it's taken some payments. It's, yeah, I'm on a payment plan with it. Um, But anyways, it's like the splurge. Hopefully it's really nice. We'll be able to use it until... The baby goes into a toddler bed because it's a bassinet to crib convertible. Yeah, so we'll be able to use it for a while. Yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of like the new state of the art thing. Anyways, they can't ship to Mexico, so we shipped it to his aunt's house. So we're going to fly back with it. Um, the box. Yeah, th- hopefully it only costs a million dollars to get back here. It only costs $200. Oh, wow. But That's nice. the box is 114 pounds and the limit is 100 pounds. So we're going to have to figure out how to take 14 pounds out and distribute it. Probably a <clears throat> good amount of styrofoam. Not that styrofoam weighs anything, but actually we want to make sure that stuff stays in there because we don't know how they treat the boxes yeah. when they ship stuff. Anyways, yeah, we'll have to start getting, once we get that, we can start getting other stuff set up, but we're going to need to figure out, are we going to stay in this apartment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because no reason to get stuff set up if we're leaving. Yeah. And I told uh, our broker dude that helped us find this apartment. I was like, is there any four bedrooms anywhere? Yeah, I mean, we for sure at least need three bedrooms. Um, four bedrooms would be ideal. You would think with 
how many kids Mexican people have, there would be more places with four bedrooms. They all cram into one, two bedrooms. Bunk beds, son. They just stack them on top of each other. Three, four levels of bunk beds. That's funny. So, though we're going into week 14, and I'm reading my little book here, We're Pregnant, all about dads and what to expect when she's expecting. (laughs) Uh, Week 14 apparently is a big deal. Oh. Your partner has made it over the first trimester hump. Pun intended. Good dad joke there. Um, hopefully with your love and support. Mm, not so much. You've been great. Chances are that in the last week or two, you made the official announcement, we sure did, this guy knows what he's talking about, to your friends and family, and the reactions are pouring in. It is a wonderful feeling, reconnecting with old friends and having them share their joy with you. Accurate. But be wary. Pandora's box may have just been open. Making an announcement of this magnitude, especially if you're a first-time parent, always opens up the floodgates for opinions and criticism that are not necessarily going to be welcome. That's why we're doing this show. All the criticism. Yeah, let, let, <laughs> let the suggestions and things flow in. Um, I don't think anything has been bad while we asking people for their opinions anyways so yeah uh let's see here what does this guy know yeah what is this what's this guy's name (laughs) adrian it's actually a good name um adrian this week likely starts the first of the second trimester appointments the doctor will continue to monitor urine blood pressure weight and fetal growth genetic testing may be an option if she's considered high risk insurance will generally assume the cost Things are different out here. How to mix Gender determination can always be included in the same test. Will it be a cinnamon spice and everything nice? Snip snails and puppy dog tails? Do you want to find out or do you prefer a surprise? That's a weird Puppy snip. dog tails? Snip snails and puppy dog tails? That's I don't know if I've ever heard that. awful. Yeah. Is that talking about chopping the peony? Who knows? Oh, just chopping off your tails. No. Anyways, hope your baby's not born with a tail. Baby stats. Your baby is almost the size of a baseball. Go on. I don't really understand the sizing thing that they do here with the apps and the comparisons and stuff. I don't really know how that correlates to like, they're like, it's the size of a baseball. And now it's the size of a Kit Kat. And now it's the size of a Barbie doll. You're like, well, that was essentially one after another after another. And you guys are being really inconsistent with the actual size like what are we talking we're talking weight here well yeah some of them do they like one of them was like you know your baby's the weight of a slice of bread and like so between weight makes more sense the size of they're like it's the size of a kit kat now it's the size of a baseball if you were to take a kit kat and you were standing next to a baseball i bet you it's probably a little taller than a baseball so did my baby shrink i had kit kats last night yep and i was thinking about that when you ate it (laughs) Uh, let's see. Baby has a neck now, which is cool. He can be choked out, but uh, and his kidneys are functioning or hers. Mom's uterus is continuing to expand. Morning sickness and be- is beginning to disappear, but acid reflux may still worsen. Mm. Have you dealt with any acid reflux yet? Um, when I drink certain liquids, if I like lay back on the couch. I kind of feel it sitting a little bit. It's not mm. bad. Acid um, reflux is I a did. bitch. Yeah, like uh, I had 
lime water. Oh yeah, that and definitely then get you. we went to the gym and Super I was like acidic. bending over and it was like and I was like Bleh. Bleh. no. Um, she has more discomfort in the abdominal region as the baby grows. Facts. Very true. You can see that pouch expanding, and she may experience flatulence. Today, I definitely have. Mom, mom, mom. <laughs> that was me growing up. Okay. My mom farted. Your mom does fart a lot. My mom farts a lot. And <laughs> guess who else farts? Has been farting more. Amanda. Yep. Yeah, they're so similar. Well, I'm constipated, so I got to relieve myself week. somehow. So hopefully mom is beginning to feel a little bit better, is getting over that touch of morning sickness, but she may continue to experience acid reflux. As a side note, you may want to hit the army supply store and grab a gas mask because her flatulence will be on the rise. I re <laughs> clearly recall, was that this morning or last night? You had farted and when we were in the kitchen. You were like, this is last night. I'm a step away. I just farted. I'm like, oh, thanks. Leave me here with that. Luckily, I didn't get any of it. But that's good. Personally, he says, it's been tough for me not to comment on the occasional fart explosion from the other room. <laughs> Over the years, and as much as I don't care to think it's funny and par for the course, it's a sensitive issue for most moms and something they wish never would never happen. Maybe keep the snicker to yourself, or, or if she shares your sense of humor, by all means, come up with some sort of rating system so you can yell, Hun, that was a 7.5 from the other room. So... What yeah, I don't know about rating is, them. Yeah, what type of person is Amanda? <laughs> Say she maybe falls in between that. Yeah, I wouldn't find the rating funny, but I do find the fact that I'm... You wouldn't find the rating funny, but you find the farts funny? They're silent, but... Deadly. They come with a kick. Yep. Hey, I don't have any excuses. I just be farting. I try and be aware of where I am, though. And I, I try to be like... I'm going to step over here. It's very nice of you. <laughs> very nice of you to do that. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, let's get into our highs and lows really quickly, and then we'll move on. Okay. Oh, I want to sing. And I can sing high like that. And I can sing high. Highs and lows, Nina. Would you like to start? Would you like me to start? I went first last week. Okay. Highs. I've been chatting and helping some really nice people lately, and, you know, that's been really great. I um, think we're going to have a nice week this upcoming week. Also, we've started on our group interviews, and mm. we kind of figured out the inter internet situation. So now that we're doing that on Zoom, it's been a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. It's cool to actually interact with people and see their faces and, you know, hiring on some new agents. That's awesome. Yeah. As far as the low goes, mm, just kind of been agitated with the amount of sounds and noises that we've had to be dealing with, and it's just nothing crazy. It hasn't been that bad, so. Apartment life. Yeah, no no real lows, but uh, would like to get to the beach more often, so. Yeah. We will. Well, we didn't go because of your chest. Yeah. Your chest Tattoos, you know. 
taking up a lot of the beach time. We will get a lot of pool time tomorrow and Tuesday, though. Yes, we sure will. Sure will. Um, so, yeah, not really any lows. Very excited to see my family. Mm-hmm. And Sophia and Alexi, because they've been growing up so fast. That's that what happens to little kids. His niece and nephew. Yes. <laughs> so, very excited for that. What about you? Uh, my highs that you mentioned earlier, I was able to help that gentleman um, kind of my, well, besides like last year when I really, really first got my license, this is like my first full on front to back myself sale. So it was, it was really cool. Um, it took a little bit of process, but it really built a lot of confidence along the way. And hopefully I can continue that and uh, keep the momentum going and be productive. <laughs> yeah, you do um, it once, you can do it again. Yep, definitely. Um, and our friend Mason got his own place, so oh, we yeah, were we got our able. Oh yeah, our place. <laughs> yeah, so we got our our uh, place back to ourselves, and that's always nice. Yeah, boom. It's nice to have visitors, but a week is just too long of someone who doesn't have the same lifestyle slash schedule as you. And so as much as I love him and he's my best friend, it's very nice for him to be out in on his own. <laughs> and it's like a little different because we're in Mexico. So expectations and everything that people may have when they come down here, like, or whatever, like, it's just if somebody stayed with you for a week in the U.S. It'd be different because they could just fucking go, you know, whatever. They're in the U.S. They know what's up. Mm -hmm. Mexico. It's just a little bit different. Yeah. But uh, he's been going out to eat and going out and meeting friends and stuff like that, partying. So uh, Mason doing Mason things. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. nice. Um, I would say my low is that I have had very, very low blood pressure this week. Yes, very low. Um, I have probably felt the worst this week than I have since the constant mild nausea of like week six and seven. Mm -hmm. Um my blood pressure normally is around yeah. 140 over 85. Like right. I'm very borderline high. I've been on medication previously, um, mm -hmm. been taken off. And then earlier this week, it was nope. 96 over 66 or something like that, which it's cr crazy for me, but it's very actual, it's actually very common in the first and second trimesters. Um, just as your body is producing more blood mm. and pumping it to the baby, it, that's where a lot of the dizziness comes from. And I have just been very dizzy lately. Granted, I'm feeling a little bit better yesterday and today, but overall I, I'm just tired and I'm dizzy. <laughs> yeah. I'm always concerned when she like goes anywhere without me or takes <laughs> Nina out or something. I'm like, Oh my God, she's going to fall over, hit her head. People aren't going to know where we live. Well, yeah. they're not going to know where I live. To come tell me that she's dead. <laughs> she's not dead, but she fell over. And Nina likes to pull. Nina does like to pull. like down the stairs and stuff. So it's one of those things that is worrisome. And another low is I'm still very constipated. And it's causing so much discomfort and just like putting me in a bad mood because I'm so uncomfortable. I've tried prune juice. I'm now taking Celium, Silum, Celium Hulk, Celium Husk. 
Asylum husk. I don't know the word. I don't know how to say it. Insane asylum husk. Insane asylum husk. She said that earlier. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It's asylum husk. Celium husk. Celium husk. Um, so fiber. I've bought instant decaf coffee. I've been trying to drink. Like I'm, I'm just not having a good time right now. She's pizzaing when she's supposed to French fry. <laughs> not a good time. But I'm trying to remain in good spirit. <laughs> Yeah, so it'll it'll happen, you know. It's all part of the game. It'll all come out, and you'll be fifteen pounds lighter. I certainly hope so. Oh, another uh, side note: I've only gained like half a pound so far. Which is crazy because she's constipated, so you would think there's a lot of extra pounds sitting in there. I haven't weighed myself yesterday or today though, so that could be up. I could be up a pound. Yeah, but, but it's not real weight because it's a bunch of shit inside it's you. A bunch of shit. Yeah. So overall, granted, I'm like. Where I'm supposed to be weight wise, so um, it's supposed to start packing on here in these next couple of weeks. Yeah, about to get interesting, folks. Half a pound to one pound a week average, or it c- I could just not gain weight for a couple of weeks and then gain five one week. That belly about to start shooting up like bamboo. It's starting to poke out instantly. All right, well, it's time for you to shine. <laughs> <laughs> Channel 4 News team, I'm Veronica Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. And go fuck yourself, Florida. <laughs> we don't like you. Even though you're so close. Um, yeah, so in today's news, we're going to talk more about stress in pregnancy. I know two weeks, two weeks. ago, um, I kind of touched on the topic and just let you guys aware that there were effects to be had if you... Mm-hmm. Incur stress during Sorry. your well, pregnancy. I'm so much. Well, because we were up till one o'clock. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes that's sense. Why? Uh, yeah. Um, so, I'm just gonna go a little bit more in depth about like what is happening and why it's happening. Um, yeah. Anyways. Okay. So, it is when you incur stress. So we're gonna be focusing on more like traumatic stress, chronic stress, things like, um, in this one article, they called it toxic stress. Um, by the way, so the main article on this is from CNN. I also had, uh, medical publishing articles, things like that. There's a couple sources. Yeah. A couple different sources in here. Um, anyways, so as you guys know, when you're stressed out, your, your body produces the hormone cortisol, So that's the fight or flight hormone that you get. But in today's society, we often live with chronic stress. Um, And cortisol actually has the ability to cross the placenta. So babies born from mothers with toxic levels of stress, and by toxic, I'm meaning like unable to go about your day-to-day, but a little less to be diagnosed with like major depressive disorder. there's actually in the in the baby's brain there's weaker connections that lead to other areas in the brain. So if mm. you think of like, you know, the your brain, you have different ports and then you have like the connections from one port to another port of your brain. I just remember when my brother had Tourette's, that's how my mom described it. Um, but it actually weakens those connections and that can lead to a multitude of things later on that we're going to talk about. So, um and also affects men and women a little bit differently, too, in the, in the womb. So this can cause impaired growth of the hippocampus and the amygdala. 
And these are for memories, learning, and uh, emotion regulations. Um, stress can also shorten the length of something called telomeres, which is a DNA compound structure at the tips of the chromosomes that, act that protect ourselves from aging when they multiply. So when those are shorter, you have a higher risk of heart disease, cancer, and other health implications later on in life. Um, exposure to elevated cortisol levels in early gestation, so in the early parts of pregnancy, um, it's linked to a slower rate of development over the first year after the baby's born. Um, they have lower mental development scores at 12 months. They tend to not be able to regulate their emotions as well. They have a higher predisposition to ADHD and other kind of deficit, attention deficit disorders, things like that. Um, however, when they're talking about like what trimesters stress makes the biggest impact, it's trimesters one and two that seem to impact the baby the most. Um, the studies that they did as far as like postnatal, so like once the baby is born, say like if you're breastfeeding and things like that and you're really stressed out, they said that that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with baby's development. Um, as far as like long-term effects and things like that. Um, but like say like weeks 12 to 24 is kind of like, they can't really pinpoint like when stress does the most damage, but that's kind of like a general idea of like I mean, that makes when sense because the baby is still in very early, like not formation stages, but everything's still coming together compared to like, like you said, while breastfeeding, the baby's already a baby yeah. at that point. So it's not like you're transferring. You may transfer a little, you know, stress, whatever, through your milk, but it's not like the baby's absorbing into its body where everything's being generated. Yeah, which is interesting because the, the, the nutrients that the mom takes in do transfer through the breast milk, but those are for a lot of positive things, luckily, not for a lot of negative things. Um, so there's kind of like a, some mixed correlation here on the, the effects of stress in the third trimester. Some say it can actually speed up progression, like mental progression for the baby, but there's not enough studies on the third trimester to They're see saying that. stress you out a little bit and your baby might will be know more faster. words than other babies. However, yeah. I didn't have enough time to dig into that aspect of it, but some of the articles where I was saying they're like, stress, definitely not good first and second trimester, third um, Who's willing to test that? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And also, what I thought was super interesting, pregnancy-specific stress, like just being freaked out uh, like and stressed out about your pregnancy, like that's the cause of your stress, actually does more damage to the baby than just outside normal stress, as if, like, say, if you were to leave me and I was stressed out, like, that wouldn't necessarily... It would still do damage, but it wouldn't do as much damage as if I was sitting here just, like, afraid to go outside because the, hmm. I'm pregnant, like, stuff like that. So it's called pregnancy-specific stress. Like, Interesting. Yeah, so that actually does the, the most damage. But, so, in speaking of, like, how the placenta is supposed to block cortisol from entering the baby, like, that's kind of, like, how it protects it, Um there was a study done in Finland that, so there is a compound in licorice 
Black a, licorice, red licorice? I, I don't know, but it has an artificial sweetener type thing called glycerin, glycerhizin. I'm talking Glyc- like what flavors licorice or? It just said licorice. It's probably Twizzlers. Twizzlers fucking suck. Glycerin. Is there, I don't know. Um, anyway, it sounds like so, you're fucking yeah. on lean over there, exactly. buddy. Exactly. <laughs> um, but scissor. basically, if you eat more licorice, it deteriorates the part of the placenta that protects the baby from cortisol. So the more licorice you eat, you're actually allowing more stress to enter your baby. So, but it's like it's this very specific compound that's found in licorice, but they also extract that sweetener from licorice to use amongst other things. And mm. it's this G-L-Y-C-Y-R-R-H-I-Z-I-N, that word I can't say. It's probably black licorice. Black licorice probably. sucks. Um, but so that like breaks down and harms your baby. Um, anyway, so the more cortisol that enters your baby, the higher odds, you know, uh, poor memory, lower intelligence scores, uh, attention disorders, things like that. So, um, yep, yeah. that's my spiel on stress. Very interesting. So with that all being said, just try and think the idea is to, you know, be as calm as possible throughout pregnancy. Try not to just put everything off on your spouse. Just be like, hey, this is stressing me out. Do this. You want a baby to be uh, problematic? (laughs) Yeah, this was on you, buddy. Do this shit. Oh, and uh, gosh, I should have wrote down a little bit more notes, but like they said, um, based on if it's a boy or a girl in that you're pregnant with, um, the girls tend to have more emotional problems, whereas the boys tend to have more like uh, ADD kind of mm. mental yeah. slowdowns. I don't know what I'm, word I'm trying to say, but... So it affects the, the genders differently. Hmm. The stress does. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I think it's time to bring our guest on board. Woo! So as Amanda pulls up the phone and gets ready to call him, probably going to start out with uh, getting a little information about him. I know he's got a podcast of his own, so we'll talk about that for a quick second. Yeah. And then we will get into asking him parenting questions because we all know every parent is different every parent's style is different and he is go ahead give him a call he is the parent of two daughters last time we spoke to a mother with two sons oh here we go look at that you can take it away see if it picks up Hello. Dre Day. It's A Day and Sean. What up? <laughs> What's, What's up, man? going on? Not a whole lot. How y'all doing? Good. Oh, good, good. Second time doing this. See how it see how it goes. We're, we're like... live right now. Yeah. We're filming. Not live, but we're filming. Oh, oh man. This is crazy. I'm I'm finally here. <laughs> 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 yeah, you've made it. Watch your numbers shoot through the roof. <laughs> oh man! Before I, before we say anything, I want to say congratulations, man. I know I made a 
sent that on uh, social media or something like that, but it's nice to be able to say uh, in person, congratulations, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, man. It's uh, It's been a long road, but all in good time, so we're definitely... We're definitely ready now, but you know. excited to be at this point. Yeah, greatly appreciate it. Oh, definitely, definitely. So, well, what are we getting into today? Ooh, that is a good question. I know Amanda's got a couple questions for you, but uh, real quick, do you want to? Yeah. So let's see, Dre. Um, I met you in two thousand nine. I think. Yes. Two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. I was 19. Yeah, I was like 19. Yeah, we were 19. <laughs> I've known you for a long time, man. It just, I feel old whenever I think about how long I've known you because we didn't go to high school together. I know, right? That's way right after. Or, you know, a little after. But, um, yeah, and you had already had Brie at that point, right? Yeah. Um, I I tell people all the time, I've, I've had kids. I've had a kids. Since I've been an adult, I've never made an adult decision without having to consider my child. I had Bree when I was 16. Damn. Oh, that's earlier than I thought. <laughs> you had a kid when you were a child yeah. then. That's, I mean, 16 is. Yeah, basically. Whew. Oh, man. And then how old oh, yeah. were you with when Blaze was born? 30. The big difference there man. in experiences, yeah, yeah. everything. We're, we're going to talk about yeah, yeah, we're gonna get it's it. enormous, man. I've got a 16-year-old and a 2-year-old, and the stages that I am in in my life being their dad, I don't know if that makes sense the way I put it, but the difference between being 16 with a, uh, a baby and being 30 with a baby, as I'm sure you could imagine, it's much different. <laughs> I cannot even imagine being 16-year-olds. I don't know what the fuck I was doing when I was 16, but taking care of anybody but myself was not it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's wild to me just you got to grow up so quick you should be like should i go out tonight oh wait first of all i'm 16 i can't go out <laughs> but i won't be, i won't be doing that for a, a while god that's crazy well yeah. in truth Man. in truth it's a lot of I, I would i would say for anyone who's had a child young i feel like they could all tell you the same thing your parents make all the difference. Oh, yeah. I've seen people have kids young, and their parents are like, oh, that's your fucking kids. Like, you figure it out. <laughs> I told you <laughs> and, not to do that. <laughs> yeah, I told you what you thought was going to happen. And I've seen, I've seen that, and then I've also seen uh, my situation where my mom was like, you know, you're a fucking idiot, but I, I got you. Yeah, you know? You're my, you're and, my uh, idiot. <laughs> Yeah, you're my idiot. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I was kind of blessed in that. Uh, it was, I didn't realize until I had Blay how much of Bree's parenting my mom was actually doing. Ah. So I, I didn't realize how much of the heavy lift that she was even doing until I had to really do it all on my own again. Yeah, you're like, I don't remember doing all this shit. That's right. <laughs> mom did it. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh man, that's, that's interesting. Cause, okay. So, um, for these listeners, Dre has a podcast called fuck this shit. Um, it's podcast. Yep. (laughs) I'm assuming can be found everywhere. Correct. Just like our podcast can. It can be found everywhere. Just like your podcast can, you know, I, I was putting it as fuck this shit podcast to actually search, but surprise, surprise, 
the algorithm don't like that. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so FTS. So it's FTS. <laughs> yeah. FTS. We still stand for fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. There we go. And on the podcast, you talk about what? Everything. Uh, so it's interesting because the way I got started with the podcast, it kind of morphed into what it is. Um, so 2020, George Floyd happens, all these protests and everything are going on or whatever. And, uh, uh, Lazy, that's Blaze's mom. She's pregnant. Okay. And it's COVID, and it's like I'm not. Is it? I want to be out there. Like I want to be protesting. I want to be out here like everybody else. I live in a major city. I could have easily been out there, and I wanted to be. But it's also like I got to take into consideration that I don't want to like be out here and get sick and bring that back to my family, and then. She gets that. We don't know what that would potentially do to a baby. Like, this is early on in COVID. So you, we really don't have any clue what could happen. Like, I don't want to give her COVID and my baby come out with four eyes. And then I'll be like, I love you, but where do I get these glasses and all these issues? So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> um, I'm just like kind of stewing in my mind. Like, and I'm frustrated and, and whatever. And then also, I don't want to go out there because I'm seeing the way that they treat the protesters. I'm like, I want to get killed out there. Yeah. Uh, And then kind of a a similar thing, you know, my family is just left with money, which is cool, but you know, it's a lot cooler if you can raise your kids. So I'm just kind of thinking like, what the fuck am I going to do? What can I do? So I'm like, fuck it. I like to, I like to hear myself talk. Yep. I'll get a podcast. Yes. I'll start a podcast. (laughs) Respect. Uh, so I say, fuck it, I'll start a podcast. And I'm, I'm thinking of a name, and I'm like, you know, well, how do I feel? And I'm like, fuck this shit. That's how I feel. So that's what we name in the podcast. There you wow. go. <laughs> and, nice. and for the first, for the first season or so, it was almost directly about if it wasn't a specific instance of police brutality, it was kind of just about all of the ways that like systemic injustice and racism plagues America and all these things. And that shit is emotionally taxing to research regularly. Oh yeah. You are a better person than me. Cause I do not. It's so difficult because you know, it's all around you and you're like, man, what the fuck am I going to do about it? And then to talk about that stuff, you obviously want to have your facts straight and everything and you got to be looking into it. But mm-hmm. God damn, the injustice that happens within our society is just like, it's so depressing and like you said so taxing just to know that man this shit's going on everywhere i thought we were kind of past this now it's coming back yeah then it just like got a lot worse yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like you constantly just having to like dig into these like you dig into these stories and you find out the details and one thing i'll tell anybody man the details of these stories be worse than the story you know what i'm saying like everybody knows like the brianna taylor story like the more details you go into the every detail is worse than the, the things you knew about it before. And it's like, wait, they was at the wrong house. It's like, wait, he never shot first. It's like, wait, these police officers were part of a secret gang within the police department that they already knew about. It's like, wait, that gang did. But anyway, so you could do that with every yeah. story. You had to do that all the time. So I was like, fuck this. 
this, this the podcast has got to at least shift a little bit. Mm-hmm. So like that, there's a segment of the podcast where I address like racist things that happen, but then we also do like, you know, fun shit, you know, bring up stories about just wild shit people do, rape the overreactions that motherfuckers do, clown on Florida and Texas for all little crazy maggot shit they do. And, yep. you know, just it's become, it's become a lot more lighthearted. <laughs> Nice. Well, I'm sure that's a little bit more enjoyable for you to do on your end instead of, like you said, kind of stewing in all of the crazy yeah, shit that all happens the negativity. on the regular. But yeah, exactly. Nice, man. Well, I know Amanda's got some some questions lined up for you because again, last week we had uh, our good friend Cat on, and coming from that side of being a mom of two boys, and now we got you on the flip side, being a dad of two girls. And I think being a dad of girls has definitely got to be harder than being a mom of boys. Yeah. I mean, boys seem pretty straightforward. I mean, you kind of get it. They have a, you know, you get it. But girls, <laughs> being a guy, you're just like, fuck, what do I do? What am I supposed to do? And now that your daughter's getting to that point where she's probably, you said she's 16? 16. Yeah, yeah. my daughter's 16. Ooh, that... We talking learners permits. Yeah. Yeah. It's even scarier when you had your first kid at 16. Yeah. (laughs) God, yeah. Yeah. You're like, like, if I can get through that, I can get through this. Yeah, but now I've been, do you look at her and be like, don't you have a kid at 16? Like, yeah. You like, you like, nah, bro. I know what I was doing at your age, bro. Like, I need you to relax. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, one of the things about, my situation too is that, so I have full custody of my 16 year old, my 16 year old, me and her mom are not together. We, we haven't been together even as adults. We had the kids together at 16. So surprise, surprise, we weren't in love like we thought. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so we've never really been together and she had custody ever until she was about 13, but I've had her since then. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, and then me and my youngest, me and her mom, we're together. So, both of my daughters live with me, so nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Dad, dad, and two girls. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah. Hey, that... You guys have been together for a minute, and I remember when you started dating. I was like, oh, this one must be the real yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we yeah, we dated for maybe like four years, and then split up for a couple of months, and then back together now. Oh, and nice. So it's been a I have people say off again and on again for almost five years, six years, something like that. Oh, wow. That's kind of how my sister and her husband did it. They were together in like college and then separated for a little bit and then got back together, got married, had a family. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah. It's like that sometimes. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so. yeah. What, what questions do you have for the all knowing father? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I remember listening to an episode of your podcast and you were just talking about like just how different it is disciplining Blaze versus, you know, versus how it was with Brie and just kind of like your, your mental capacity of like how you handle like frustrations being, you know, being a young adult yourself versus being now like more an adult. Um, so I just like yeah. was wondering, like, cause obviously we don't have any of those experiences 
whether 16 or 30 yet. So like, I just kind of wanted to hear about (laughs) like, what are the kind of the major differences that you have noticed in your parenting style from when you were, you know, 16 to 18 versus having a newer baby now? Cause she's like, what, three now? She's two. She's a Christmas baby. So she's about, she's about about two and a half right now. But, um, so, well, first of all, I'll say that my parenting now is much more intentional. Um, and obviously because I'm an adult, it's, I can't stress enough. It's, and it probably informs the way that I parent my 16 year old in truth. I can't stress enough how much 16 year olds are not adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like at 16, you feel so grown. And I was just like uh, some slight back history on me. I was kind of one of the bad kids. Like I wasn't like a criminal bad kid, but I was, I realized there wasn't really much my mom could do to stop me from doing shit. She'd like ground me, but like, you got to not go to work. You <laughs> say like, I'm, I'll just leave with you. Leave. You can't like put me in a cage. Like I'm, I'm physically big enough to do what I want to do. I really see why so you I was, got a long I know. Life. I was like, is that why we were best friends when yeah. we were 19? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so <laughs> those are kind of the vibes when I'm, when I'm that age. So I, I feel grown as fuck at 16 years old. I've been watching my little brother since I was, you know, young. I've been driving since I was 13. I've had a car since I was 15. I've had a job since I was 14. I feel grown as fuck at 16 years old. You really can't tell me shit. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to like the parenting part of it, what I'm really doing for the first three years, I would say is being a dad when I feel like being a dad. Like when I want to be dad, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm here and I'm taking her places and I'll show up and like, you know, kind of like, I don't want to be in that role when I'm there, but I still want to go out with my friends. Mm-hmm. I still want to go do little stuff. So if her mom has her or my mom has her or whatever, I'm honestly just letting it be that way. Mm-hmm. Once return three, something happened where she came to visit me and it was just a lot of things that I kind of noticed was going on that made me realize I need to be like way more active because I'm, I'm trying to just let her mom raise her. And, and I'm not the one who's doing it. And I don't like the result at this point. Mm. Wow. So three is kind of when I got like much more hands on with Bree. Um, with that being said, as far as discipline is concerned and things like that, uh, I was kind of all over the place with Bree. I would be super soft on her sometimes because I didn't have custody ever. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to, her experience with me to just be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Like every time I'm with my dad, it's what I can't do or I'm always in trouble. So I'm kind of letting her do whatever the fuck she wants. Then I'm kind of overcorrecting at times because I'm still young. Even Bree, Bree's five, I'm 20, 21. Yeah. So I'm still young as fuck. Yeah. So... I'm still, and not like, I was, Brie never got, <laughs> Brie was not an abuse child, but I still, I, like, Brie got whooping. I don't even believe in whooping kids as an adult. Yeah. So, like, Blaze doesn't get whooped. And it's, it's like, those are kind of the things that have changed in the way that I handle 
who they were as far as uh, at the same age, kind of like Young Bree versus Young Blaze. Because now with Blaze, everything is intentional. Everything is me taking the role of basically the adult. It's kind of like um, I always say whenever stuff happens with the police or somebody else, the police always want to like say that the other person should have been doing or what they shouldn't have been doing. But it's like only one of y'all motherfuckers is at work. Yeah. You say like when the police engage with somebody, they on the clock. So it's like, you can't be like, well, I got out of character because they was out of character. It's like, no, you at work. <laughs> I have to be that as a parent. Blade is wild. She's, she's emotional. She's dramatic. She's, she's, oh, and she is, I mean, she is, she just, she just is, she takes things like she feels things like strongly and when the, the when you have, when, as y'all have kids and the more parents you talk to like the parents like and even like with your like nieces and nephews you probably know what I mean by this like some kids they do they feel stuff like and it hurts like it, they are so hurt by it and it's just like that's like oh man so I have to be thoughtful with the way that I approach her with things and I have to be kind of gentle with the way that I approach her with things and when she makes mistakes and when she does things, I have to really do, like, I have to do all the, like, get down on her level and explain to her. Even at two, I talk to her like an adult because she, she's going to understand what she does understand and she's not going to understand what she doesn't. But I'm going to give you the whole message every time. Yeah, I, I really, like, that's how I plan on doing it with our kids as well. Because, again, you don't talk to somebody – you you communicate with her like at some point she's going to get what you're saying. You're like, Hey, we're going to continue to have these conversations as you get older. Like I want this to feel normal for you. So when something's going on, when you're feeling really emotional, when you're mad, when you fuck up, like whatever it is, we're going to have these talks and I'm going to talk to you this way. And soon it's going to be you're like, you're just going to understand like, Oh, okay. Like this is something that we do when I fuck up or I get upset and dad comes and he just talks exactly and now i get it like but to talk to him in that little baby talk or dumb it down or whatever i don't really think it's not effective yeah i don't think that's the way to go well when you even think about it their their shows don't talk to them like that like she sits in there and she watches sesame street and all those kids shows like they don't baby talk like they talk they talk like they have like it's a it's a full flowing dialogue between two people and they catch more of it as they get older because they understand more, but it is them having to, it's almost like uh, immersing yourself in a, a new language. Exactly. You catch what you catch. That's so and true. And then you have to like build and then you build onto it. So, so that's what she does. And one thing I do with blaze is, is I, I talk to her or I relate to her and things that I know that she does. So like one thing she watches Sesame street all the time. Good There's this thing that they say on Sesame street. Calm down and think. Hmm. So whenever she gets frustrated and she gets wild up, I will literally get down and I'll look at her and I'll say, Blaze, calm down and think. I like that. And she'll stop and she does it because it's like something that she's familiar with. But that's one thing I'll say is that like as a parent, knowing what your kids are into, it's not like a policing thing for me. It's like because I want to be able to relate to you in a way that like, really really resonates with you 
Yeah, and it's it's an effective way of communication in a way that you know she understands the message that you're trying to get across because it's a familiar message she hears when it's not coming from exactly. you as well. Just got to make sure they're watching the right shit. I know there's some <laughs> yeah. dumb ass shit out there that kids be watching. Yeah, man, it is some dumb shit. And it's, worse some, than the shit and it's some really good shit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's and honestly, just objectively, it's also garbage. At least our, at least our garbage was entertaining. There's, there's this shit. Yeah, their shit doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I be seeing shit that people watch. I'm like, who the fuck made this? Yeah. Some old ass man. Like this weird ass fucking pig off of here, but that type of yeah, pig is weird. Peppa anyway. pig, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, I, I knew he was thinking about Peppa Pig. <laughs> so weird. I've heard bad shit about Peppa. <laughs> That's funny. How um, how is Bree reacting to? I mean, does does Bree's mom have any other children, or is Blaze really f- her first other sibling? Oh uh-huh, no! So Bree's experience with Blaze has been way different than her experience with her other siblings. Bree's mom has four kids total, including Bree. Bree's her oldest, and she has three other kids. Oh. Mm. And they're all relatively close to Bree's age. Like, they're not, Bree's uh, 16, I think the next one is maybe 12, 12 or 13, but then they're all within three years of each other. Like, they're all back to back to back. Hmm. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, Bree has... (laughs) So Bree has always had siblings, and when she's with me, it's really always been like uh, her only child place. Like I get to be here. So Bree was kind of not fucking with the idea of having a sibling over here too. <laughs> she's like, no, like, I'm not at, over here. <laughs> yeah, at first she wasn't really having it. Um, ruin a good thing, Dad. We had some going here. <laughs> listen, listen. That's how she is. Period, bro. When other people come around, Bree is like, I thought it was just me and you, bro. Yeah, I thought it was me and you, <laughs> What the fuck, man? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Bree, but they're close. They're, it's crazy how close they are now. Um, I'm really uh, aware of not having Bree have Blaze a lot because I feel like I have my little brother a lot. I have a 10 year gap between me and my closest sibling. Oh, wow. Oh. Holy shit. So I had Devin a lot okay. and um, I didn't like it. I resented it and whatever, like me and my mom are super close. Like I don't ever want to make it seem like I had Monique from Precious as my mom or no shit like that. But you know, like as parents, you do have blind spots and you know, whatever. So I just didn't want that to be her experience. But even without it being that she's kind of tasked with having him or having her all the time, she loves her. Like she loves having her. She it's crazy to see how close they are. Oh, that's awesome. Especially as she gets older and she becomes like a little bit more enjoyable for a young teenager to be around. You know, as a baby, they're just like, oh, okay, like you're just this baby. Sure. Once you get to those twos and threes, you're like, oh, cool. You're like a little person now. Like we can actually hang out. I can kind of talk to you. I can see you respond mm-hmm. to me. Like it gets a little bit more exciting. Yeah. I feel like the siblings and the dads feel that way about the babies and the moms are the opposite. Yeah, they're like, keep like, it small I feel like, and young as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, we, I feel like when you have the baby, and, and you'll have to tell me if I'm right about this. I feel like, Sean, I feel like when y'all have the baby, you're going to be like almost, it's, it's almost like someone gave you something and told you it was priceless. Yeah. It's like, 
you almost can't even appreciate it because you just try not to break it. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's like, you're like, cause they're so small and you're like, you can feel how like vulnerable they are. I think as a dad, like you're just like, okay, keep them safe. Mm-hmm. As they get a little bit bigger and they get a little bit more durable, you're like, let's fuck shit. Then up. you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then you're like, okay. Let me throw you up in now the air. Now, now, like you come, mm-hmm, now you can fuck around with the fuck around. Yeah. Like, yeah. But the moms, it's the opposite. It's like from the moment that they see them get up, the first time that something doesn't fit, tears. <laughs> like, oh, this is too small now. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah, can't wait. Exactly. That's yeah, it is. You got any other questions, babe? Or you want to run through some of this? Uh, I know we had a a listener question. Oh, and I want to let you know because last week we talked about. I think it was last week. What network you fucked with more as a kid? Were you watching more a Cartoon Network or were you watching more Nickelodeon? Dre, what? I don't know if you watch cartoons when you're just going, every fucking kid watch cartoons. What the uh, fuck was yeah, that? Were you I more continue to watch network, Or were you more Nickelodeon growing up? Uh, more Cartoon Network or more Nickelodeon. Uh, I think if I had to make a call, I'd say Nickelodeon, but it is close. Mm. It is close. There's Cartoon Network is some, I mean, Cartoon Nickelodeon has more volume, but Cartoon Network does have, I mean, Dexter's Laboratory. Mm-hmm. That's what like, I'm like. They had a bunch of shows Power that slapped. Yeah, they had a bunch of slow shows that slapped. I feel but, like earlier was Cartoon Network and then later was Nickelodeon. True. But now, well, Nickelodeon had the diverse, they had the variety though, because they had, when we were kids, they had the shows where the kid, like the kid game shows, where they were getting blind and like <laughs> jumping through that like big little peep thing. So like, yeah, Nickelodeon. Yeah. yeah, so just okay. so you know, babe, the listeners, we got 59% Nickelodeon, 41% Cartoon Network. Okay. So I'm defeated. Yeah. it's. I'm just an old lady. Not going to say it yet. <laughs> That's the problem because you're so old. I still want to give you your props, man. I still want to give you your props. Cartoon Network is, is no slouch. Uh, I want to, I do want to say one more thing as oh, far yeah, as like the actually like raising the kids thing. Yes. Because we, we talk like so much about Blaze and the and the younger one, and dealing with my sixteen year old is a it's another thing in and of itself as well. Especially me being her dad and her being a girl. Yeah, I was gonna ask you like, how's being a girl dad in general and dealing with the teenage like aspect? I have been I I am blessed to have a very well behaved child. I will say that with very little oversight she really does she handles her shit me and her the way i parent Bree, and i i've learned that kids are, are their own so i don't know if i'll be able to do this with blaze but with Bree, i pretty much told her off rent you're gonna have to be responsible for yourself because that's the way the world is hmm. like i don't wake up i don't wake Bree up for school I never wake Bree up for school. Bree has to wake herself up for school to get on the bus and all that on her, her own every morning because don't nobody wake me up for work. <laughs> it's like, I don't, it's just like, it's a, it's a, what I'll say this as a parent, I feel like in a way we've got to kind of understand that we have an opportunity to set our children's habits. 
Absolutely. Because we, as adults, know how powerful habits are. Like, the shit we want to do, like, is the desire to do something is not as strong a factor in actually doing it as you would like to think. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's lots of stuff you're like, man, you know, I'm going to start doing this all the time. And it's something you could really want to do, but until you establish the habit, man, it's hard as fuck. 100%. I'm reading, or I just finished up the book Atomic Habits. And bro, it's, yeah, that's a thousand percent. Like I would love to do a whole lot of things that would make my life a whole lot better. And you do them every now and then. But if it's not something that you mm-hmm. build into a routine consistently and stack it on top of other habits to make it easier for you, like that's just not going to get done. And, you know, it's just it's a, that's really cool that you're like you're not forcing her to grow up faster what you're doing here is teaching her how to be responsible and you meet those kids i was one of those kids when i was younger where it was like man why is everybody my age a fucking lame like they're just they're not as advanced (laughs) as i am and so i would hang around people and stuff and people would think that i'm older because i carry myself that way and that's because my parents gave me a lot of responsibility as a younger child Mm -hmm. to get shit done that i needed to get done yeah and you know i think that helps you become an adult as a child or a young adult. Yeah, but is. you're also teaching her like problem solving skills and like the ability to be independent and to figure out like just kind of use the part of her brain that's good for like problem solving. Like, okay, so if dad's not going to do this for me, I need to figure out a way. Like my mom used to make me call and make my own doctor's appointments and I used to hate it. But it's like, and now she mm-hmm. calls and makes my doctor appointment. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like somebody's got to do that. I mean, and, and another part of it too is I wanted to have her own autonomy in a way where it's like, I don't really care how you get from A to B. I set my expectations for things. Burritos, I expect her to be an A B student. I never said I need four A's and two B's. I need a three point seven GPA. I said I need you to be an A B student. I don't tell her to take AP classes. She does. Wow. Like she takes AP classes. Like I've actually had to tell her like to scale back. Like she told me what she was going to do. And I was like, that's too much. Like with your extracurriculars and all that, yeah, you're going to burn yourself too. out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Take, take one of those back. But it's, uh, I don't, I don't, I, I, the only rules I have for Bree don't have that school calling me for nothing. Make the grades you're supposed to make, be where you're supposed to be. Answer the phone. If I call you, those are all the rules Bree has. And that's that's a, a lot of what my parents did as well. They put so much trust into my sister and I um, when we were growing up. And it was just like, hey, I'm going to allow you if you do these things, if you get good grades, if you play a sport, if you do, you know, all of these other things, go do whatever you want to do. Like we trust you. If you're mm-hmm. grown up enough to handle your shit in these aspects of your life, we're going to give you the freedom to do the other things. And. I think I've talked about on the podcast, you know, my dad's philosophy was always, I'm going to give you enough rope to hang yourself with, like do as do with it as you please. Like, you know, push the boundaries, but understand every action has an equal or greater reaction to it. So just be careful what, what you do because it's easy to lose. That's exactly what it is, man. It's, It's giving them the space to figure it out on their own. Because I mean, that's if, if I walk you through every step of it, I could, I could tell you the best way to do it all. But first of all, you're not going to listen to half the shit I say anyway, and it's just going to piss me off. Mm-hmm. 
And and then you also will have no ability to form that on your own. You'll never be able to do anything. And my biggest thing I tell her all the time is that what I want to be to you is a resource. Yeah. Like what I want you to know is that like if you need something, whether it be information, whether it be assistance, whatever it is, I'm the person who you can reach out to. And the most I'm going to do is talk to shit to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna help you get it done. If you come to me and you're like, "Hey, I have this problem. Like, what do you think?" I'm never gonna be like, "Oh, I'll figure that shit out." I got you. What's up? But I'm not calling your teachers, asking them, "Well, what's Bree's grade?" I don't check. I only check her grade by semester. At the end of the semester, I check it. At the end of the year, I check it. That's it. Nice. It's been times where Bree has had B's in class classes. But she's got it back up to that B before that final grade came because she knows, like, that's the rule. Yeah. And if you want to stress yourself out over the fact that you got to get that B to a B, that's on you. As long as it becomes a B, we're good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's obviously it's a time where I could go into with Bree, like, just, but I will say that the way I parented her has led to really open communication between us. It's, uh, she came to me a little while ago, said she felt like she needed to start going to a therapist. We got her a therapist. Like, but it's a, it wasn't even, the, I love the way she became to me. She was like, I don't really have anything major going on. She was like, I know I have anxiety. Sometimes I have problems figuring out how to deal with it on my own, but I just don't want it to become a big thing. Wow. It's crazy. How, man, kids nowadays, bro, they different, bro. They, their understanding of how to care for their mental health is like, Nothing like what we grew up with. Yeah, 100%. I'm like, you're not binge drinking. With- <laughs> you should be binge drinking with your friends. What do you mean? But also, I mean, half the shit that we had to deal with, or they're dealing with now, growing up, we didn't have to deal with. Like social media is a motherfucker, and yeah. seeing people like all of that Bro. stuff factoring in was not something we had to deal with. But the fact that you were able to raise Bree to the point where she's like, "Hey, I want to come to you and talk to you about this." That's huge because most kids will start doing like damage themselves or, you know, drinking or doing these other mm-hmm. things instead of going and talking to their mm-hmm. parent because they feel bad about everything that's going on in their life. So, you know, hats off to you for just building that relationship and that trust and that open lines of communication with her that she feels comfortable enough to come talk to you and be like, hey, man, I'm struggling a little bit with my mental health. Like, could you help me out? Can we forget, you know, mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I'm, I mean, I am. I'm, I appreciate that. That's something I'm proud of. I really am. That's something that knowing that she can come to me with with real issues in her life, that was major for me. Because it's like, man, I just, I, one thing I told her all the time, and I tell her this all the time, the most dangerous situations I was ever in as a kid were the ones where no one knew where I was at. Yeah. Yes. It was where I was. It was the one where I couldn't tell people. It was like, I'm trying, I'm being, I, I got to lie about what I'm doing. And if I tell the truth now, then the lie comes apart. So I got to like, let my friends keep taking me deeper into some shit I don't want to be in. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. That's you know, a lot of that, teenage years right there. We can all think about right those situations. God damn. Well, let's, uh, we're at a, a minute in a, or an hour and 11 minutes. So we're going to hit you with our last section the I love the nineties. We'll have to have you back on another time um, because there's obviously so much yeah, to so talk much about, but you have the, do you have the questions? I think I have them written down as well, but do you want to ask them? Do you want me to ask them? I can ask the first two. All right. Well, let me go ahead and hit them with the drop. drop. What's up? You have selected. I love 
All, All right. right. Dre, we're going to see your 90s trivia. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, 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 it's just me. You don't get to... I no, wanna, I wanna <laughs> suck next to Amanda. Like, I listen to the show. It's I just <laughs> you. See, the problem is she, right. she came up with some of the questions, so she would know the answers, and it would be unfair. So, all right, I'm ready. We got four questions here. For you. Picking on you here a little. All right. Bit. Um, okay, you're aware of Genco jeans? They were popular in the '90s. Yes. What does Genco stand for? What does Jenko stand for? J N C O. C O J N C O. I'm not even gonna pretend I know that shit. I, I would have just made something up. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> uh, jeans. Uh, gotta be jeans, right? Okay. No. Is it? Is, is, is no? The J is it? Not even, even jeans. <laughs> not even jeans. No. I I didn't know it either. <laughs> uh, all right. What is it? Judge none, choose one. I would have never shot you. You could have put a gun to my head <laughs> and showed me a picture of some Janko jeans, and there I would it would have taken me taken me the rest of time to figure out Judge None, choose one. Not by those jeans. I would have been stolen. You could have put that as one of the options on a multiple choice and I wouldn't have picked it. You're like, for sure it's not that. That's kind of gay. And that's definitely <laughs> Stupidest shit I ever heard. Like, of course yeah, it's not that. Damn. Not like Fubu. Like, mm-hmm. come on yeah, now. Yeah, bro. I know Fubu. Yeah. All right, I'm like Amanda. I know the black shit. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. All right, well, here you go. You want to lay it? You can ask this one. Okay. All right. So you know the black shit. What year was Biggie shot, and how old was he? Ninety-four. No, no. Pop got shot first, so ninety-five. And 24. That is half correct. He was shot in 97. He was 24. Shit, 97 24. I mean, hey, I'm thinking 24. Pac was shot in 96 and he was 25. So you were right by the year (laughs) difference, just the wrong year. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Wrong year. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take uh, 50% half credit. Yeah. That's yep. what Amanda always be doing. I know. Like I'm a like a little mm. bit of a question, right? All right, I'll get it. I feel bad. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> um, okay, so this movie came out in 1997, and it was the first ever to gross one billion dollars. What was it? Hanging with these white people, shit, right here too. Titanic. Yeah. Yay! Boom. <laughs> Boom. All right. You're one and a half out of three. You are 50% right now. Let's this, go. Let's go. The final question. Ooh. I thought you picked a different one. Yeah, I did pick oh. a different one. Okay. This is as white as it gets here. The cast All right. of the white people show Friends was centered around how many main characters? Okay. The one who looks like a bird. <laughs> looks like kind of like a, like a swan. The one who they gave that weak-ass spinoff to, and that shit didn't last. Uh, the one who looks unimpressive. The other girl, not the not Rachel girl, and then Rachel, and then there was another girl who was dark hair too. And I'm going to guess there had to be one more man who I'm not remembering. I'm going to say six. Woo! <laughs> 
That is correct. Let's go. And that you even got one of the names. Correct. Man, I didn't even know there was a spinoff show for somebody. I didn't know that either. Joey. Oh, he had oh, a spinoff? Joey had a spinoff this show. show was, and it was called Joey. Uh, wow. You're right. You know what? I did. Yep. I do remember that. I don't even know that. So. Never watched it. Never watched an episode of Friends either. Let's fucking go. That's impressive. Of man. the 90s. That is impressive. <laughs> that is a score of two and a half out of four. That is better than Amanda. Yep. Way to go. That's a better than Amanda usually does. I listen to the show. I know. Yes. I know. God. Um, I'm not that. I'm not I know that. you guys. I know you guys are already longer than you normally go, but there's one last thing that I wanted to say to you guys before before we get out of here. Bring it of on. course, man. I, I told y'all I, I've been listening. Maybe I don't. I don't know what episode I jumped in at, but since the episode, my first episode, I listened to. I haven't missed one. I think I probably listened to about ten, eleven episodes or so. Oh, thank you. Um. First of all, I, I've already told you this off off camera or off off phone or whatever, but um. The podcast is dope as fuck. The preparation that's done, the everything, it is obvious that you give a fuck about it. And that means more to the people who listen to your podcast than 80% of anything else. Like, you guys do a great job at this shit. Y'all are awesome. That's awesome. But what we talk about here is parenting. Yeah, what y'all talk about here is parenting, though, all the time. And I know as soon-to-be parents, it's probably like a lot of anxiety that you have about, uh, you know, just what it's going to be like and how you're going to do. But I will say this, uh, first of all, giving a fuck is 95% of it. And it is more than obvious that you two give more of a fuck than <laughs> most people's parents ever could. But honestly, the, the way that you both, uh, the way you think about kids, the way you see them as people and not just like something for you to manipulate and mold the way that you understand that they're going to have their own emotions, their own feelings, this, the way that you, the thoughtfulness that you are approaching parenting with, you two are going to rock this out. Like you have each other, you have all of the intention, all of the love, you have all of the things, all the pieces that it takes to really do this effectively, you have all of it between the two of you. So your child, y'all's baby, y'all's children are so, so lucky to have y'all. Like y'all are going to kill it. This. That's so sweet. Yeah, thank you, Thanks, man. That man. Means- that means a lot. And again, that's all thanks to great parenting that we received growing up. And you see, you know, how important that stuff is. You know how important your mom is to you and what she did for you and how Definitely. you're able to do that for your daughters. And it's such an important thing for kids to have that strong support system. And at the end of the day, that's all we want to be able to provide is like, you know, that feeling of being loved and supported, even if they're fucking killers. Yeah. <laughs> no. Even if they're killers. Yeah. You got to tell on them, but you, yeah. but you love them from on the other side of the glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, man, yeah. thank you so much. It was uh, awesome having you come on. You're and a great chat dad too, Dre. Yeah. Uh, love hearing thank stories you. about um, your daughters. And again, we'll definitely have to do this again because I know there's, Endless, so much more to endless talk about, topics yeah. to talk about but yeah man we appreciate literally anytime i we love appreciate it. the time uh guys make sure if you're just looking for an enjoyable casual listen to take some of uh your weekend or week blues away when does your podcast drop every how often 
podcast drops at least once a week, twice a week, sometimes. STS Podcast, you can find it on all streaming platforms, anywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, and I got shitload of episodes, hundreds of them motherfuckers. So go, go, go check it out. Hell yeah. So if you like listening to Dre on here and you like the little bit of info that he gave us about parenting, I can guarantee you there's a shit more of it on this podcast. So go check him out. Appreciate it, man. Hope you have a great rest of your Sunday. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us, and we'll set this up again. Definitely, man. Thanks, guys. I love it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being on. Have a good one, bro. All right. Bye. Peace. All right, y'all. Well, another one. Another one. Probably going to have to pay for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been real. uh, Dre, if you obviously listen to this podcast and you see at the end here nina was like keep getting real close to me <laughs> and she was trying to fuck with the cords yeah yeah look down and so if you end up watching the video you'll see me trying to shoot her and stuff while you're <laughs> saying nice things to us and i was just like awkward. don't fucking unplug my plug please and ruin this show but anyways y'all it's been real it's been fun we are heading to vegas bright and early tomorrow so We'll see you next Sunday. All right. Love you, baby. Love you, too. It's been the Trying to Parent Podcast. We are proud of you. Deadass.